Today's episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast is brought to you by Chill Boys, the official underwear of the Dirty Sports Podcast. Guys, I love my Chill Boys underwear. They got a great variety. They got the bamboo boxers, the performance boxers, and the boxer briefs. They feel so cool, comfortable, and always dry on my butt. Love me some chill boys. Guys, it's time to upgrade your undies. Use discount code DIRTY20 at chillboys.com to save 20% on your first order. That's DIRTY20 to save 20% at chillboys.com. That's C-H-I-L-L-B-O-Y-S, chillboys.com. And they are a great gift for the holidays. So get those for your man, your dad, your brother, whoever. Get them for the holidays. Chillboys.com, promo code DIRTY20. And also, if you are a San Diego dirtball, my guy Joe Prano is headlining Riff City Comedy this Wednesday at 8 p.m. in San Diego. Go to JoePrano.com to get tickets to see Joe live, and you even get two for the price of one because I will be joining Joe on the show. They have added me. So that's Riff City Comedy in San Diego this Wednesday. Wednesday, November 11th in San Diego. Get tickets for that. Okay, guys, let's start the show. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Tug Coker. Hello, Andy. Tug, I just want to say, you're killing the game. I, I want to give you, I'm no joke, and I think all the dirtballs, when you hear this, right away, I want you to tweet at Tug Coker, you have filled in every time I've asked, without question, you've crushed it, you bring Tug Nugs, you bring great insight, and I just want to, I'm going to give you a bow and thank you. Well, I appreciate that, you know, and I... Two things. I know that I'm the duck. What was that? What's his name uh, for the Steelers? Because I wasn't even in the second stringer t- today. <laughs> I was the third stringer. And for, maybe there's a lot of a lot of kids who weren't around for Letterman. But whenever Letterman had a guest cancel, he'd call in Regis Philbin because he knew he lived right by the studio. And that's me. I'm just a guy that lives close by who wants to get away from their kids. Well, I, I appreciate. You are you you aren't okay. Maybe this episode. <laughs> I got a text yesterday saying, uh, "What are you doing tomorrow?" By chance, I said, "What do you need?" Well, here's what happened. I had been talking with Robert Latow from Black Sports Online to fill in because I'm trying to give you a break, even though you're like, "I don't want a break. I want to come over." No, I gotta go home with my kids. Yeah, I don't want to see them. So, but Robert is on TMZ Sports now. Yeah. So they tape a lot. You know, it's on TV every day. So he wasn't sure of the taping, and he thought he could make it. And then he informed me late last night he could not make it today because they were taping. So I put out 
the old bat signal to yep. you. And as usual. Tug signal. He just says, cool, see you at 1130. Up burning the midnight oil, looking for some nugs, trying to bring some value to this pod. Shout out to Joe Prano. Thanks again, Joe, for letting me fill in, keeping your seat warm. You sent me some very nice positive tweets yesterday about uh, Jacoby Brissett in Mexico. So I'm glad to know that I'm on your mind while you're vacationing in Mexico. Jacoby's on your mind. Joe has no clue you're on the show today, for the record. I know. I know. And you know what's even funnier? I don't know what Joe's doing in Mexico. He was supposed to do a private comedy show, I believe. And I don't know. I think Joe, this is what I think. This is my theory. I think Joe did a private show for a drug cartel. That's my hot take. Got it. I want to see. The, remember the movie Traffic? Yeah. There should be a, a movie of Traffic where the comedian goes down there and gets caught in the crossfire and has to do a stand-up for the next drug king. This is a great movie idea. Yeah. We could sell this to Soderbergh. I like this. Netflix needs this movie. And a lot of Traffic was filmed and based old Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, that's right. That's where Michael Douglas's character uh, was like an important I, person. I believe Cincinnati Country Day... They use the actual school name. Very uppity. Anything with a country day, right? You weren't you weren't an alma. All, that's not your alma mater, is it? No, but I believe they tried to sue over that. Interesting, because they were used in not a positive light in the movie. It's true. There's a lot of uh, people tweaking out. A lot of like you know, yeah. a lot of drugs being used. So. Yeah, interesting. So a little a little rug nug for you. Wow, <laughs> already off the grid. Starting this fine Monday. But yeah, we don't know. We don't know. All I know is Joe flew into Mexico on Saturday. I think he's coming back Tuesday. He's I didn't even officially know he was in Mexico till he was in Mexico. Or maybe he was kidnapped by a cartel member. And they said, Give me your best sixty minutes. <laughs> well, I saw his Instagram story and there's like a picture of like the the, the sun bleeding in from, from Cabo. Uh, a room with no furniture, a TV, a pile of white Something substance. I don't know what it is. Ooh, just a giant pile. Yeah, and uh, some handcuffs and some uh, some hand grenades. <laughs> so I hope you're okay, Joe. Well, I know you're gonna do a great job as you always Thanks, do, buddy. Tug. I just want to be clear that was I, th- th- that video did not exist. Joe is having hopefully a wonderfully relaxing <laughs> time in Mexico. It's funny because in my head I'm thinking I haven't seen his Instagram stories for yeah. a minute. And uh, I don't know if you're telling the truth or making a joke. Yeah, I know. Well, we got tons of stuff to talk about today. Of course, NFL, NBA, quick discussion. And maybe it won't be quick. Our MVP favorites a quarter into the season. Chris Paul. For NBA, yeah. Chris Paul being a, uh, a tattletale on people untucking their shirts. College football playoffs. And we might get to some dirtball calls depending on where we're at in the show. But let's start with NFL, as we always like to do. You said this before we went on air. What an exciting push for the playoffs and also looking ahead, probably one of the most exciting years in recent memory. I'm, I'm totally all in on this season because this is the first year in a few years where I, I don't think we know exactly what's going to take place in the playoffs. And especially with the last three weeks of the year, there's a lot of teams that still have a chance to kind of get into the playoffs. And if, as far as the NFC goes, you've got to be really good to get in the playoffs this year, with the exception of the NFC East. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Which we'll see an epic game tonight between uh, the Eagles and the Giants. Eli's back. This is really an episode that we could have used, Joe. There's so much conversation 
I'm well, so over Eli. And, and, and I know I keep bringing it up, but it's like, oh, go away. Like People were making calls about it still on the hotline. So over Eli. These are his last three games? I hope. <laughs> For my own sanity. And, and you know, I, it's like, I'm just, oh, how many times can I talk about it? Yeah. Although we, we do have a good call about Eli. Well, maybe we'll get to that later. But, yeah. the, you know, they're irrelevant as far as the, the, the playoff goes. But really, I mean, anything can happen. I mean, the the especially, you know, regarding this, the, the Saints-Niners game we saw yesterday, the Packers are quietly not winning ugly on their way to a potential buy. Paper um, Taggers. I mean, that's that's still my feeling, but like the way the makeup of uh, the playoffs could work out, other teams could beat other teams up, and then they could leave the Packers. That buy is really huge this year. Massive. Um, I, I still like the Vikings. I still think the Vikings... So you're you're on my team. I said I thought the Vikings would go farther in the playoffs. Well, again, it, it depends on schedule. And, you know, I don't think I'd like to see the Vikings play the Niners... Because I think the Niners are are they really showed us a lot yesterday. Um, because they're showing multiple ways to win. Um, and by the way, first tug nug of the day. I, I can't know the exact date, but the the Saints Niners game yesterday was the first game in twenty years where both teams went over the total, the combined total, for the game. I think it was forty five and a half. Wow! Both teams went over. So hopefully uh, all of you all had a piece of that game on the over yesterday. What a fun game to watch. Really fun game. Kittle, I mean. What a beast. Just, just a, I mean, not, Kittle isn't even probably as good as last year, but like just shown his value this year. In the sense, even, we talked about it before, but like him just supporting the team when he wasn't playing, you know, being very, you know, all in when he was like watching from above in the Seattle game to now having a chance to get on the field and just win the game almost, you know, in that one play. Um, really exciting. Obviously, uh, you know, I think Sherman is now a little hurt. So we'll see what happens with that secondary. But um, I'm a big Shanahan fan. Like, but, I, I really am a Shanahan fan. By the way, fan. I just thought of something while you were discussing Kittle. What's that? How important the tight end position is that I think is undervalued. Because let's look at teams who are playing well. They all utilize their tight end, right? The Ravens. Definitely. The Niners. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jared Cook had two touchdowns yesterday. I was just going to say, the Saints. Jared Cook's played well. Kyle Rudolph for the Vikings. Even if he doesn't have a ton of catches. Filled in well for Thielen, who's been hurt and catches a lot of touchdown balls recently. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Makes great catches. Let's look at teams who don't have a good tight end situation. How they struggle to score. The Patriots. The Seahawks win when they're when like guys like Hollister are playing well. He didn't play like he missed some stuff yesterday. Had a bad drop last night. That's what um, I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just saying like the tight end position at this day and age of the NFL, I think, is undervalued. But the but I think with the Patriots, it shows how important. I I don't even know who the Patriots' tight ends are. Matt Lacoste, former uh, Denver Bronco, is, is Watson one back on the team again? I think he is back on the team. But there's, I mean, obviously, you know, Gronkowski's a generational talent. I sure, mean, you know, he was the what the best, you know, blocker in the tight end position, and also yeah. the best, you know, pass catcher when he was when he was elite. So it's, I mean, we'll talk about the Pats in a second, but let's just, you know, 
the 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 Saints, the Niners, Packers, Vikings, Seahawks, right, are all in. Assuming you know there's no meltdowns. Yeah. Then it becomes down to. I mean, this the the Rams are keep kind of. You know what's funny about the Rams is they've had a down year, but they're still going to finish above 500. They're still in the mix. I, I mean, know. That's what's crazy. You you feel like the Rams are going to go seven and nine. They're eight and five right now. Yeah. I mean, they could go ten and six and, and not make the playoffs and still have. That's a good year. Yeah. If they go ten and six, we were starting to question McVay. I'll give them a lot of credit because then overall they still kept it together. They are keeping it together. Just when you think they're done, and I did. I saw them with you. Just get trounced at home by the Ravens. Look, look at them the last two weeks. Now, I know the Cardinals aren't anything special, but the Cardinals have stayed in games for the most part. They've hung around against better teams. The Rams went to Arizona. They beat the hell out of them. And they beat the hell out of the Seahawks last night. That wasn't a game. They're up 21-3. to That wasn't a game. So the Rams are interesting. They showed that stat last night during the game. I don't know if you guys saw it. The Rams have held opponents to 12 points or less six times while also giving up 40 or more points twice. It's like this odd feast or famine that the defense plays. And the other thing is, you know, we kind of we're getting on Gurley. Uh, I mean, all preseason, we were like, what is Gurley? Is Gurley a shell of himself? He doesn't look right. And uh, Mike Clay tweeted this out last night, but, you know, he still has 10 touchdowns this year in 12 games. You know, that's pretty good. You know, it's not—it's not his epic year from last year. We had 23 touchdowns in 17 games, but he's still—he's still totally viable as a player, and, he, and I think he's looked healthier as the year's gone on. He has, I agree. Um, so, you know, we all thought you know Sean McVay is the word overrated was being thrown around, or or, or the word as the league caught up to Sean McVay. Yeah, I mean, they're—they're they're still like you said, they're eight and five. Eight and five. I mean, you pointed out something earlier before we started. The only bad loss that they have is Tampa Bay at home. Yeah, we were there in Vegas for that. But um, like they're losing to mostly good teams, where a lot of other teams, you know, you, you could say, it, this is what I found interesting at this point of the year. You're saying, oh, the Rams are only losing to good teams, and they've beaten a few good teams. The Patriots have beaten nobody. This, the Cowboys have beaten nobody. Who's the best team the Patriots have beaten on the road in Buffalo also when we're in Vegas? I would agree. A couple stats about the Pats game. I saw uh, uh, ESPN has actually put this out on earlier today. But um, three of their last four games, they have under 300 total yards of offense. Totally struggling from the offensive side of the ball that we haven't seen in years. Yeah. Um, This season, under pressure, Tom Brady – Yards per attempt when under pressure is 2.7 yards. That's worse than the league. That's uh, small to medium pizza range. Yeah, his completion percentage is 28%, which is the second worst in the league. And he has 13 first downs total when under pressure. Um, That's 27th in the league out of 35 quarterbacks with at least five starts. Well, I'm just going to say it. You made a mistake by releasing... Antonio Brown, you made a mistake by releasing Josh Gordon, and I actually don't feel bad. And I am one who respects the Patriots organization 
unlike any like I am up there with everybody. How great they run it, how great Bill Belichick is. It it couldn't be more obvious, right? You you need you have no deep threats. You thought Sanu was going to help. Sanu hasn't done anything. And I was a fan of the signing. I just I don't know what happened with Josh Gordon. It's not like he's killing it in Seattle. He still makes nice catches every game. You need Antonio Brown. Just sign him. Well, I agree with you. I don't really know. Someday we'll learn more about why Josh Gordon didn't work out when everyone seemed to talk so highly of him in the the locker room and Tom Brady seemed to like him. So I'm curious to see what, what that fallout is, maybe you know this offseason or years down the road. But having said that, the Patriots are still the world champs and they're still dangerous. They got some bad calls yesterday. They did. You know, I don't but, feel bad. They've gotten so many good calls. I, I agree, but but in a one game sample, they have a t- they have a, a defensive touchdown, d- you know, denied because again the referees blow a whistle on a defensive play. Well, I think they said it was an inadvertent whistle. I, mean, I don't that's, know. That's fine. I mean, don't have the whistle near your face. Like, that's a problem. And so, despite that. I like the. I still like the Chiefs. Why can't they go back on that? I'm serious. Why? Why can't they go back and say, guys, they just give him six points. He scored a touchdown. I, I, there's just too much theory in there. Like, what could have happened after the play? I could have chased him down from 40 yards away. Dude, I've said it forever. All this replay shit is bad news. It's ruining these games. Take so long. There's no fluidity to the games it's choppy I don't like it one thing I think is interesting to get back to the Patriots is we you know we talked we, we made fun of like uh, well not made fun of but we talked you talked about Taysom Hill being made in a, a lab yeah by Belichick and we're starting to see some amorphous by which I mean no position behavior in offense like Brady's having to use f- flea flickers I'm glad you're bringing to, this up to get Points. Points. James White is throwing the football. That's a, Edelman has had to throw the football in the past. We're resorting to any trick we can to get points for the Patriots. I'm so glad you said that. I said that to my buddy was in town. My college buddy was in town, and we were watching games yesterday. That's exactly what I said to him. I said, dude, we're watching the Patriots run two trick plays in a game to get points? The New England Patriots? With Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, arguably always the most innovative team for going on 15-plus years. And one sign I think where I think they're, they, they're a little bit panicked is because in past playoff games, you, see, you saw the Edelman throw. People, they were waiting for the right moment to unveil these. It's they like, feel like these games are really, really matter to, the, to them. It's like what Sean said. Remember how Sean said, Sean Merriman, the Patriots won't show their hand because they can use that for the playoffs. You're exactly right. They're showing their hand now. Yep. So right now the Patriots are still a two seed. And they have Buffalo. And they, Buffalo comes to them, I think. I don't know who else they have. But, like, their, their losses have all been people. I mean, bad loss by Houston yesterday. But potential playoff team. Ravens, obvious playoff team. Chiefs, obvious playoff team. So that's that's the last three. If the, the Patriots haven't beaten a team that they're going to see in the playoffs yet, maybe that maybe they're going to learn. But right now, but not just are those three bad losses, Tug. They're they were they were dominated those games. You can say they were close to the Chiefs. They still were behind basically all that game. 
behind getting killed the Ravens game, behind the Texans game. So all three games, they didn't just lose. They weren't close, oh, here at the very end. They were dominated. They can't score points. They just can't. And you're right. They're resorting to backyard football. They might bring in Taysom Hill. You want to hear? You want to hear my theory? <laughs> yeah, I do. I think this is going to get you on board for the Chargers next year with me. It's related to the Patriots. This is my take. Tom Brady would love to come to Southern California. He's got connections out here, business, all this stuff. He's owned. He's owned houses. He got married right down the road at Santa uh, at uh, Saint Monica's Church in Santa Monica. This is my take. Say that one again. What's what's about what about Santa Monica? Didn't he get married at oh, Saint Monica Church? Saint Monica's Church. Amazing. Yeah, wow. it is. It's where he married Giselle. Amazing. Right down the road from us. Yeah, sure. So here's my take. The Chargers are going to get rid of Philip Rivers. Tom Brady, especially after a bad offensive year. He is going to come out to play, finish his last two or three years with the Chargers, with a young, exciting team, young offense, young defense. And those season tickets that we get that nobody wants are going to be worth a lot more money when TB12 is calling the shots on the Chargers. This is why I really think we get those Chargers tickets. I'm being dead serious. There will not be a tomato in the stadium. TB12 method, you don't eat tomatoes. Is that, what, is that a part of his that's, thing? That's one of the things. Why doesn't he like tomatoes? I don't know. It's just, there's some sort of acid or something that... Uh, I love tomatoes. ...goes against what uh, the... T- it's, hey, listen. You don't argue with the TB12 method. We saw him scramble yesterday. You, you run the tape on 2002 or whatever. He's not running like that. Oh, I saw. I put that, I put that run on Twitter and Instagram, and so many idiots out there thought I was being serious <laughs> saying Lamar Jackson had competition as a great running quarterback. What do you think about my theory, though? I think it's an interesting theory. Let's play that out. We had Sean Merriman on the show recently. Where does Phillip Rivers go? Tennessee is now closed. Brian Tannehill is balling. He is. Brian Tannehill said, this is what's so amazing about – sorry, I blasted the mic. No, it's all right. But but this is what's so amazing about systems in the NFL. Yeah. We we thought Brian Tannehill was dead. Done. He comes back. He's, He's leading arguably the second most potent offense in the NFL. Fun to watch. Just he's he, this is a fact. He's scoring at the second highest rate in the NFL behind the Ravens since he's played since he started. That team with Mariota looked like it looked like a shell of itself. Yeah. This team has now got uh, Derrick Henry is on absolute tear, destroying defenses. Tannehill's got some nice weapons. I mean, we this is on your rundown, but like the AFC. Change the AFC uh, South changes week to week. Who's the team? Texans with a bad loss yesterday wasn't even close. At home, at home, you you kind of expect in betting in betting spots. You kind of look for these things. You look for these letdowns of these huge Sunday night wins against the Super Bowl champ. You kind of look to fade these teams sometimes. You didn't expect it to be like that. Yeah, but that's just a bad loss. The Colts are done. Colts are now done. Don't necessarily think it's Jacoby's fault, but you know, when, <laughs> but when you pay Jacoby to be the 18th best quarterback in the league, I think that's what you got. Um, no turnovers yesterday. Did put up 28 offensive points. There was a pick six for Jameis. So the Colts, you should expect to win. When you score 35 points in the NFL, you should expect to win. Yeah. 
Frank Reich is for as much as I respect him and like him, some curious choices. The defense does not look it look good. Um, but they still, if you if you have an under, if you have a seven over under seven and a half wins total, that was the Jacoby line in Vegas. They still have a chance to do that. They're going to lose to the Saints on Sunday. Then they have the Carolina Panthers, and they finish at Jacksonville. So, if you told if you told someone at the beginning of the year, the Colts are going to be eight and eight with Jacoby, I think you'd probably take that. I mean, it's right on par again. If, if the over under is seven, seven and, and a half. half, exactly. So, so it's right around that. Who do you like in that division? It's it's tough for me. It's like I don't know who I like. The Texans or the Titans. But the, here's the thing I do like about the, the Titans. Maybe Tennessee is just more balanced offensively. Right? Am, am I wrong in that? Am I just not looking at things closely enough? You want to know what's exciting about this? Houston Texans schedule the rest of the year. They go at Tennessee this week. And they finish at home against them, right? Then they finish them against them. They go at yeah. Tampa Bay. And they finish with Tennessee. So we're going to figure out who the best is because they're going to play themselves twice. Twice in the last three And weeks. they're going to split both those games. <laughs> well, I don't know. So, so who does that go to if, that, if that's the case I don't know but I see it happening do you do you have the playoff schedule in front of you or if you were to see like I the do playoff started today who was in I do Ravens one Patriots two Chiefs three Texans four Bills five Steelers six for the AFC so here's where it's a little different right the sandwich game for Tennessee the sandwich game for Tennessee is the Saints. They host the Saints. Now that's a winnable game because it's on the road. It's the Saints go on the road. Yeah. But so it's actually a very interesting schedule. God, what an exciting year across both conferences. Really exciting because they host New Orleans and uh Houston goes to a suddenly solid Tampa Bay team where who's held their three of their last four opponents under 300 yards of total offense. Um, so it's very exciting. Like, this yeah. is what we're talking about. I mean, it's There's always exciting. So much fluctuation right yeah. now. Tampa, Tampa Bay is great to watch. James Winston will throw for 400 yards and three interceptions and four touchdowns. Threw a pick six, four touchdowns throwing, one rushing, 456 yards passing. I tweeted that it should be his, his T-shirt. It should be on his – just, he should just walk around with that stat line. That's him. That is Jameis Winston in a nutshell. And, the again, the argument, if I see one more stat comparing Jameis Winston from this year against Peyton Manning, guys, comparing 20 years ago is just stupid. It but, just doesn't make sense. Bruce Arians, they have, there has been some comparisons between Bruce Arians when he started this year with Jameis to when he started with Carson Palmer in Arizona. And it took about 10 to 12 games for Carson to get going. My question to you is, Jameis has been going all year as far as yards. Well, if Jameis if Jameis turns around and wins the last couple games, do they keep him? I mean, they're six and seven now. You just the turnovers to me, I wouldn't. My feeling is, I don't think Bruce Arians takes that job if he doesn't think that Jameis Winston is his long-term quarterback. Well, obviously, again, we we have 
our own conspiracy here at Dirty Sports. There's some stuff going on, some shady things happening in Tampa Bay. I wouldn't want that. Again, th- this comparison of 20 years ago, it's it's a apples to oranges. And if you can't see that, then you're a moron. Because guys don't turn the ball over the way they used to. And the guys who do aren't winning. Plain and simple. I, I actually I, I have some great numbers that I want to pull up because I think it's an interesting discussion. And I'll give some love to our our guy Joe Prano out in Mexico. Because Joe always says you don't want to be the passing yards leader in the NFL. You're not winning games. Your team isn't doing well. You want to balance the tack. And I know you'd agree with that. I do. Right now, this is the top five passing yards. Top five QB passing yard leaders in the NFL. One, Dak Prescott. Losing record. Two, Jameis Winston. Losing record. Three, Phillip Rivers. Losing record. Four, Jared Goff. Only winning record. Five, Matt Ryan. Winning record. I'm sorry, losing record. So, So the proof is in the pudding, right? Four out of the top five QBs leading the league in passing yards have losing records. But here's where it gets interesting. If you look, Tug, at six through ten, they're all on good teams. Tom Brady is sixth in passing yards. Deshaun Watson, seventh. Russell Wilson, eighth. Kirk Cousins, ninth. And Patrick Mahomes, tenth. Now, obviously, Mahomes missed a couple games. He'd be higher. But my, but the argument is this. It actually really does fit Prano's argument. You don't want to lead the league in passing yards because you don't have a balanced attack. So, so again, this argument, when, when people try to throw yards argument as their only argument, it's not a good argument. So take that argument out because well, I can bring up years of when Drew Brees led the league in passing yards and the team went 7-9. and nine. Well, there's also when Peyton blood the league and the team was great true so there's you know i think i think it just depends on the team but i understand what, i understand what joe's trying to say i understand what you're trying to say i, I do want to bring up one stat that re- regarding you know dak and the team that i support the dallas cowboys this comes from uh noah ruddle on twitter the top five offenses in nfl history in total offensive yards per game there is one team from this year that is in the top five Total offensive yards per game category. It's the Dallas Cowboys. That's wild. Top five all time. Now, the 2011 Saints are the number one leader all time in yards per game, 467. Peyton's Broncos, second, 2013, 457. They each averaged over 34 points per game. The difference is Dallas averages 25 points per game. To me, that is a coaching problem where we're not having enough scheme to score points. We're averaging almost, the Broncos that year scored 12 points more a game. The same number of yards. Same number of yards. That is an interesting stat. So, So basically, the Cowboys are doing what they need to do as far as move the ball down the field. They just can't score. And then we have a kicker right now who does not make field goals. So, yeah, it's the combination of no touchdowns, bad kicker. Yeah, and then we're, you know, six and seven. And we're having trouble stopping some people. So, now, granted, some of that is attributed to the fact that Dak has to chuck for 150 yards against the Bears game when the game is out of control. Yeah. But 
the, the, the stats are what they are. Well, in continuing this this discussion with Q, with QBs and stats, I do want to bring up the interception thing again. Again, people will say, oh, well, Peyton Manning threw for all his interceptions when you bring up the Jameis Winston discussion. Okay, let's look at the guys who threw the most interceptions this year. Number one, Jameis Winston. Number two, Baker Mayfield. Number three, Phillip Rivers. Four, Jared Goff. Five, Kyle Allen. Six, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm sorry, tied with fifth is, is Kyle Allen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Matt Ryan, then Sam Darnold. So, so again, the argument, guys. The only QB in that list that I just reeled off of eight quarterbacks who lead the NFL in interceptions, only one is on a team with a winning record. So stop using this argument of, well, Peyton Manning threw 30 interceptions. Cool. It's not helping your team. Like I don't, I don't know why people find that difficult to understand. If you're throwing a lot of picks, especially in 2019, your team's not winning games because you're giving the ball to the other team. And that puts a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on that defense in particular. So just just some stats that I wanted to put out there as far as QBs and the numbers. And it's a fun year, though. Super fun year. And I think what's another thing I want to bring up about this year when you look at it as a whole, some interesting decisions that were made earlier in, or the midpoint of this year that has either made the team successful or completely imploded a team. Case in point the Jacksonville Jaguars. They had a little thing going with Minshew. Started to flatten out just a little bit. Then they had to make a decision. Do we, take, do we go with Foles? Do we go with Minshew? They've lost five games in a row. They were 4-4 four and four at one point. Now they're 4-9. and nine, And the Jaguars have been outscored by 117 points over their past five games. They also let go of Jalen Ramsey, who looked good last night. Jalen Ramsey's played great. Jacksonville is the fifth team since 1970. This is from Lord Reeves. You know I love him. I hope you follow him on Twitter. Is it Lord? Yeah, his name is Rich Rebar, but that's his at Lord Reeves. He goes by Lord. That's what he does. He's like a, he's like a knight. Maybe. Knight of stats. Jacksonville is the fifth team since the 1970 mer- merger to lose five consecutive games by 17-plus points in the same season. And the first since 19. 19- 86. So they're not just losing; they're losing bad. And there obviously is some weird issues in that in that locker room. I think um, Doug Marone had to try to answer some questions that I think came from Foles being saying some things in the com uh, in, in the news. I, some people argue whether Jags are relevant or not. They had something going. Like yeah, they have some skills over there. That team, there's there's something unhealthy with with Jacksonville. And the other point I want to bring out is. Is Carolina. Carolina thought they had something with Kyle Allen. And I thought Kyle Allen was decent. Then the can can completely goes away. They're going to move away from Cam and, and Kyle. They thought they, we think we've got, we found our guy. We were in Vegas when we saw them beat Houston at in Houston. Yeah. And they become a shell of themselves since they decided to like we're moving off. We're moving on from Cam Newton. I don't know what the solve is there. Ron Rivera got fired. I don't know what the solve is for Carolina unless you just continue to tank and you take one of these quarterbacks. I mean, obviously Burrow's going to be gone. Do you want to – I mean, is someone going to take a chance on Tua? I'm very intrigued to see where Tua goes. I'm sure he'll go in the first round. Will he? You 100% go in the first round. 
Um, Who are the other good quarterbacks? The kid from Oregon? Yep. I think it's those three. So, very interesting to watch. And, and, and by the same token, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Let's talk about, like, Let's give some, him some, some, some choices. Joe is hard on Mike Tomlin. I'm hard on Mike Tomlin. Andy's hard on Mike Tomlin. But they figured out a way. Let's give him some love. To win with second string. Mason, did he really help? I don't know. But the Duck is coming in and stabilized this team. Devlin Hodges. Devlin Hodges. The Duck. You know, they don't have – I mean, Juju hasn't been healthy. They're still finding ways to win football Connor games. hasn't been healthy. Correct. Guys, the Steelers have no right to be 8-5. and five. They really don't. The Pittsburgh Steelers should not be 8-5. and five. Did they start the year 1-4? and four? They started the year bad. It was bad. They did make a trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, which also kind of turned around the season. He's made some pick sixes. He's really helped that defense. That was a trade that a lot of a lot of us scoffed at because they gave up a first round pick for him, and we all thought that, that Pittsburgh was going to have. We all thought at one point Pittsburgh was a top five uh, team. Yeah. In the in the NFL NFL draft. Now they're in the playoff. I'm correct, by the way. Pittsburgh started one in four. They're now eight and five. They've gone seven and one, and kudos to Mike Tomlin. Again, we have been critical of Mike Tomlin. But he's really earning that money this year. He's got that team playing great defense. Now, he has a big Sunday, a, a very rare Sunday night game, first for the Bills, and, and, and at any point I can think of. Yeah. Sunday night football, can't think of one. The temperature is predicted to be negative 46 degrees. <laughs> Sunday night, Buffalo in December. There's already people tailgating, jumping off tables, a, just a getting ready. A guy, it's so cold in Buffalo right now, a guy just jumped off a table this morning, he froze in midair. <laughs> he was about to hit the table, froze. And again, I, I know I like to bring it up, Star Wars, we're talking planet Hoth-like conditions. Empire Strikes Back. So the Steelers close with Bills at Jets, and then they go and they play the Ravens. The Ravens, that, that game is going to probably determine playoffs. the playoffs for them. Uh, pretty tough schedule coming home. They should be able to get past the Jets. Yeah. Um, they don't give up points. No. I, you know, yesterday, Joe has picked up a couple points on me, but that was one he missed. He took Arizona. I took the Duck. You can never doubt the Duck. So, oh, an interesting year to watch where people made some choices on quarterbacks, and um, some some teams have gone one direction. Some teams have gone into another. We saw this with uh, with Denver yesterday. With Drew Locke out of Missouri, Mizzou coming have having one of the the second best QBR games of the year, next to Lamar Jackson. Absolute cannon of an arm. He's got a cannon. Absolute grenade launcher. You ever been to Columbia? You ever been to Mizzou? Have not. I one time I, I ate this uh, steak and shake. Delicious steak and shake. If you're out, <laughs> if you're in Columbia, Missouri, shout out to the steak and shake. I did a uh, I did a show there once. You, you want to hear a classic? Classic old Andy Ruther frat boys of comedy tale. Please. I was booked at, at my national fraternity, Delta Sigma Phi. We did not do the show at their house. It was a rush event. They rented out a conference room at a Holiday Inn with a makeshift stage. So it was a it was a dry event, Tug. Mm -hmm. So always good for comedy. Yeah, always good for comedy. So actually, I don't think it was a rush event because girls were there. So it was uh, it was at a Holiday Inn conference room. And 
I did the show, and they had non-alcoholic beverages and a nice like cheese, nice veggie dip spread. Mm. And then everybody went back to the fraternity house and proceeded to get annihilated, which was always interesting. We're going to have the sober part here. We're going to invite the comedians back and get smashed. And uh, it was a good night for me. So let's, that, let's run it back. That's my, uh, and I ended up staying at the Holiday Inn myself that night. Amazing. With a lady <laughs> from the party. Points to the camera, winks. Can't do that now. They'd be like, bro, you're 38. You have a creepy mustache. Get out of here. Have you talked about the the hair, a little length on the hair on the show? I haven't cut it in five months. It's amazing that that's all you get for five months. I mean, you. you but it was it was basically skin on the sides. It was very short. There was it, a lightning bolt on the side, if I recall. Yeah, I mean, Trippy was doing designs. Trippy, <laughs> I, I haven't. I don't. He hasn't talked to me. We no, haven't. He's mad at you because you got you got some lettuce. I just haven't grown it. Like I I walked by the barber shop the other day. I couldn't even look in. I didn't want him catching eye to eye with me. Although, I don't think he'd recognize me anymore. Between the hair and the mustache. No. You're incognito. Not Richie, but, <laughs> no, I'm, no. but I'm just Andy incognito. <laughs> what do you think? Do, do I keep the stash for Christmas? What's, what's are, the take? Are you going home or no? I'm going home. Okay. You got to do it at least the first day or two. And then maybe as a Christmas gift, you, you shave it for your mom. Well, no, I just want to harass all my young nephews and nieces. I told them that they get tons of kisses with the creepy stash, which is really creepy to say. I'm like, you have to touch the stash. Wow. Cause this I re- is very creepy. This is the creepy uncle I never wanted to hear about. Because I remember my, my oldest brother is eight years older than me. When he would grow facial hair, I remember as kids, it was always like weird. You know, like they're that age, like six, seven, eight. And it was always weird. And he would always joke with us. He'd be like, touch the facial hair. Or he'd try to rub it on us. And you'd be like, no, it's weird. And anyway... Now you want to do it. Yeah, I want to creep out. Uh, I want my chance to creep out my nieces and nephews. Yeah, got to creep out the kids. Don't do it. Got uh, Well, let's talk about two other teams. I want, let's switch to the AFC West real quick. Raiders have just fallen off the cliff, right? Just the wheels have fallen off. You know what they are? They're, they're a truck that's in between L.A. to Vegas on the 15 freeway in the middle of the desert. They're stuck in Bakersfield. They're waiting for somebody to help them out. That's what they are. They're just trying to get to that finish line, and they're struggling. Yeah, they're, they're exactly right. Let's just go to Vegas already. Let's just get out of here. They're like the uh, – they're just like a couple of people on the plane of that famed Southwest stripper plane, the Thursday night uh, flight out. The stripper flight. Stripper flight. They just want to have fun. Yeah. Let's just have some fun. We're going to Vegas. I know. It's over. The other thing is, we, I like this Brady theory to, to to L.A. You like my Brady to Chargers. I do. I'm curious where that will put Phillip Rivers. But I do have a stat from Rich Rebar. Austin Eckler, who I think is awesome, by the way. Yeah, underrated. I mean, talk about a guy who blew up Melvin Gordon's contract status. Like, There's no way Melvin Gordon should be asking for money when Eckler has balled out the way he's done this year. Yeah, I agree. To that point. Eckler received, he reached 100 yards, both rushing and receiving yesterday, on 12 total touches. Wow. It's the fewest amount of touches ever in a 100-100 game. The next closest to that was Herschel Walker. Heisman winner. 1986, he had 15 touches. Pretty crazy. 
That's a crazy stat line. You have a hundred and a, you have two hundred yards plus of total offense on twelve touches. That's sick. Melvin Gordon's like, I'm sorry. I'm, the Chargers are like, I'm sorry. What What are you asking? No, you know what I'm doing. <laughs> y- y- you know the gif. If I'm the Chargers when Gordon's talking about the contract, bye bye, bye bye. You know that. Yeah. Bye bye. See ya. Yeah. It's also that swaggy one, the one where like the the, the question marks come up. And they're like, <laughs> really, bro? There's no more riveting audio than like uh, trying to uh, talk about a, a gif. Yeah. I always wonder what our older crowd who's not on social media, because Joe and I do it way too much. We reference gifts if they're if they're just thinking, what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. Well, we just described it. I'm excited though. The West to me has me turned, Tug. Like, we, obviously, we saw a great game yesterday with the Saints and the 49ers. Jimmy G showed a lot. He led a big drive to win the game. You got it, baby. And I don't have a favorite team in either conference. I don't. Because even even the Ravens game yesterday. Dude, when they when you really, really force Lamar to like throw like he he's not doing much with yardage wise throwing the ball. I just think you're gonna have to. Again, I keep doubling, tripling down on this. In the playoffs, I think you're gonna have to at some point. I would I agree with you. Um, I would not use the game against the Bills, which the Bills has the toughest okay. defense against the, the passer Fair enough. in the NFL. So they do win. Look, there's not there's very few bigger fans in the league than, of Lamar than myself. But I but I am nervous. I am nervous about the Ravens. But you know what I'm not nervous about, which no one's talking about on the Ravens, is how good their defense is. It's true. Lamar might not have to be that good because the defense is playing so well right now. They're just not giving up points. And that, and that usually and that's what some that, that has been the identity of the Ravens forever for as long as we've known the Ravens since Harbaugh took over. And it's, what's funny about that is they're probably excited to not have like to win games nine to seven and you know fourteen to thirteen. Yeah. So they can still be really good. It's actually they're playing probably as free as any of these players have ever played because they're like, we can give up a score and still, you know, win. win. Yeah. Which has not, not, not been the case for a but long time. This is where I feel right now. The Saints have to be at home. They just do. The numbers tell it. Everything I, tells it. I agree. They're 6-1, and one, I believe, at home in the playoffs under Sean Payton and Drew Brees, and they're 1-5 and five in the road. They have to be at home. I don't see the Saints winning in San Francisco, in Green Bay, in Seattle, in Minnesota. I just don't. Uh, unless, unless they bring in Teddy Bridgewater. Ooh. Who already has a win in Seattle this year. Yeah, it's a good point. Seattle Seattle has not played well at home. So, I like. But that division is probably going to come down to that last game of the season. 49ers at the Seahawks last game. Don't you agree? I do. Because the Seahawks this week have Carolina in Carolina. They should win that game. Should. I agree. No, I you and, know And then they travel and then they go back home to face Arizona. They should win the next two games. And if they do and if the 49ers win the next two games, it would come down to that final game. Amazing. 
you know, I, again, a big blunder in that from that Monday night game. San Francisco tried to win that game where a tie would have helped them. And they they decided to try to win it, and they did, instead they uh, they gave the ball back to Seattle. And came, Seattle came back and kicked a field goal to win. Ooh, I never thought about that. Like that that was a mistake that people kind of were thinking about after the fact. And they should have just either they should have tried to run the ball, and then run out the clock. Or if they got lucky and broke one, screen pass or something, give them a chance. Yeah. But that loss crushes them. Where a tie would not have hurt them. But you know, I I've called Seattle paper tiger in the past. Still going to stick to that. I have a Warren Sharp stat from last night that I thought was pretty relevant to this, and this is I, I do I'll do one stat that praises Russell Wilson and one stat that shows while I think they're not quite for real. From Warren Sharp, Seattle has trailed in eleven of thirteen games. They're ten and two. Some other teams that trailed that have trailed in eleven plus games: three and ten Miami, two and ten Giants. The one and twelve Cincinnati Bengals. Seattle is six and one, now six and two, when trailing at the half. Only one other team has a winning record in games down at the half. So luck's going to run out eventually. Well, for sure, but it also I think that's a positive stat that they can come from behind as a team. Yeah, but 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 it's just a law of averages thing. If you're talking about probability, yeah, which is all we care about. We don't care about like. All, all we're saying is it's hard to sustain. Sure, I agree. What I, will else say you got? Th- I will say this, also from Warren Sharp. This is about Russell Wilson. This is just last night's game was the, just the fifth game since Russell Wilson was drafted in 2012. That's 138 games. This is the fifth game last night that Seattle trailed by 18 plus points at halftime. So they're always in games. Russell Wilson is very good. So that the fifth, so the five out of 138 games, they travel by or trail by that much. So he keeps them in games. Absolutely. Yeah. He he's played he's played bad though the last few weeks. Has not played well. He's not played well. I mean, the MVP is 100% Lamar Jackson's. And also though, you guys got to stop dropping some balls. Did you see the one touchdown where the receiver didn't turn his head around? Absolutely. And I'm like, and the same thing happened in Minnesota where the guy gator-armed it and didn't reach his arms out when Booger made that. You know, Russ is just off, and you're like, dude, it was a perfect pass. So those guys got to step it up too. I'll be curious though. I, I'm not completely out on kind of anybody, to be honest. I agree. In the Like I just think even a team like Seattle – if they string together a few good defensive games, any of these teams, Seattle, Minnesota, and God, you know, and, and you're probably not going to agree with me. Like, the Cowboys are so weird because you're like, they have a team. Could they string together some wins? I don't know. I honestly believe, well, again, we'll wait to see what the schedule looks like. I think that's very important to see who the matchups are. But I, I would give over a 50% chance that the winner of the NFC, NFC East wins their wild card playoff game. Wow. So they would play either the Vikings or the Seahawks or the Niners. That's correct. They're three tough teams. I know, but I just feel like I just feel like that's the it's just one of those ways it's gonna work out where you're gonna see the Eagles or the Cowboys win that first game. Yeah. Well it's exciting, Tug. 
and we uh, we really delved into a lot of football talk today. But I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving loving talking about it. Loving thinking about it. That's where my life's at, bro. Three TVs and a little studio in Venice Beach, and just just sponging up all that football. The last the last game I think well that we'll talk about that I think is really important is looking at the Packers schedule. Who have the two seed? They play. They host Chicago. Chicago's stabilized the last few weeks. Trubisky's looked a little yeah. better. Then they go to Minnesota. Tough. And where do they finish? They finish at Detroit. They should be able to get that one done. So that really that Monday night game against Minnesota is it's is really a test for both teams. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is terrible. It's own eight now. On Monday night football. Although he played well against Seattle. He is. He played well, but his record is terrible on Monday night football. Can he get the monkey off his back, win a big game against Green Bay, and take a hold of that division? Yeah. It's an early Christmas gift to Stanga and Charlie Ryan on Monday night, December 23rd. Well, I got something else that would be a great Christmas gift for all the dirtballs, including you, Charlie Ryan, including you, Stanga. Go get you the lawnmower... 2.0 2.0 from our friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I can't rave about Manscaped enough, guys. Full disclosure, you know, I, I did some trimming the hedges about 10 days ago. TMI. And it's a little TMI, but you know what? Got to be real with everybody. Use the Manscaped Lawnmower 2.0, which I have right here. It is absolutely amazing, and it will keep you feeling fresh, looking fresh, nice and groomed. It truly is a great gift for Christmas. You get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DIRTY at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. They will. They also have great products besides the Lawnmower 2.0. We have the Crop Cleanser. This is for hair and body wash. So get the full body experience with that. We have, oh, I tried this the other day. The Crop Preserver. It's the anti-chafing ball deodorant. What you do is you wash yourself and all your tender regions. You put this on down below. You feel nice and fresh. And then we also have... What else do we have? We have something else in here. We got a lot of stuff in here. Oh, I haven't even used this. The Crop Reviver for toner and refresher. All these great things you can get at manscaped.com. Once again, get 20% off and free shipping. Take advantage of this now before Christmas with code DIRTY. That's D-I-R-T-Y at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A. PED.com and use promo code DIRTY. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. And if you use manscaped.com, send me a screenshot and I will compliment those products with two Dirty Sports koozies. Even if you have koozies, I'll send you two more. Another good stocking stuffer, Dirty Sports koozies. Never enough koozies. Never enough, right, Tug? Great segue, by the way, for you. Just a little tip of the cap to your hosting skills. Just riffing off my uh, present. Can I be honest with you? I, f- I feel like you played a little magic with me, a little assist. Oh, little, thank you so much. Little, no luck. Little Magic Johnson with me. 
Larry Bird's birthday was over the weekend, guys, and Yahoo made like a nine-minute film on Larry Bird's highlights. Do, do yourself a favor and go check out the highlights. And, uh, and just remember or imagine how great Larry Bird is and was as a player. Unbelievable. Was Larry Bird what – was, what was greater, Larry Bird as a player or Tug Coker playing Larry Bird on Broadway? Obviously, me playing Larry Bird on Broadway – is better than Larry Bird ever was. Of course. As a player. Now, I've said this before, but uh, it bears repeating, because I brought this up with some friends recently. Went to visit Larry um, after the show closed. Went to the Pacers' uh, offices, hung out with them. He talked about how much, you know, I said, what keeps him young nowadays? And he said... Give me a time frame on this. When are you, when are you hanging out with Larry Bird? Mm, this is like the summer of 2012. Okay. I brought him some Miller Lite, brought him a bottle of white wine because his assistant told me that he likes to drink some white wine. Yeah. Shout out the Long Finish podcast, my podcast out there. If you're looking for some holiday gifts, ooh, check out the Long Finish. I know Larry Bird's a listener to the podcast. Yeah. We'll get him, hopefully get him on as a host uh, yeah. or a co-host one day. But uh, I called his assistant and he said, she said, we like to drink some white wine um, while we watch games sometimes. So I said, done doing that. So, so what are you and Larry talking about? Well, I brought this. I think I told this story before, but I saw Larry walked in. He, I said, "Larry, I brought you some white wine. I hear you drink some wine." He's like, "I love booze." <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. And then we just chatted, had a nice chat. And um, the thing I, that I took away, uh, as I've said before, is that um, he has like a little farm in uh, southern Indiana where he, he he's built a, a cabin, and he loves to do two things. Cornhole and karaoke. Who doesn't love those? It's Larry Bird. It's Larry Joe Bird. Now that would be a bucket list thing. Absolutely. Playing cornhole against Larry. And I'm just going to say it. I think I could beat Larry Bird. I'm pretty good at cornhole. I talked to him about how good I was, and he was like, tug. Do you put spin on it? I, I flatten it out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You too? Yeah. Uh, in addition to the uh, kicking video, we should have a cornhole. We video. should have we should have our own cornhole boards, a little a, a little dirty sports decathlon, if you will. Yeah, I like it. So, anyway, go out and check out this video. I watched all nine minutes of it, I, and I look I know every highlight that Larry has ever done, and it's still a thrill. And I'm talking about this because Andy and I are moving into the NBA, and there's a few guys out there that remind me of Larry Bird. Luca, Luca's. Luca's one of them. We talk about how exciting this football season has been. This is some of the most exciting basketball that I've seen from multiple players at this high level. And new new guys and young guys. It's exciting. I mean, Luca's right at the top of the list. He's breaking records every time he plays. I think he just recently broke a record which has the most points of over 20 20 points or more in like multiple games well i didn't see that i know he tied michael jordan as the most consecutive games which was 18 i don't know if they've played since 20 points five rebounds five assists the record was michael jordan since the merger happened in 1970 bro i'm i'm, I'm like just remembering stats now well you're, you're nugging i'm nugging when, when you if you're if you're all out there this holiday season and you just throw out a stat at a Christmas party, just just yell nugging. 
Just let them, let, you know, just rock out. I'm nugging. I've gotten so into learning these things. It's between you and just really getting into breaking down these athletes. But that's a wild stat. He's at 18 straight games, 20 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Luka right now, averaging 30 points a game. He's second in the league behind LeBron in assists. You also have Giannis. It's so funny. Giannis won the MVP last year. His team's won 14 straight. He's averaging 30-plus points a game. I, I believe like 13 or 14 rebounds a game. Giannis is having an even better year than he had last year when he won the MVP. And then LeBron's going off, leading the league in assists, about 25 a game. Anthony Davis is going off. Just had 50. Just had 50 yesterday. A lot of people think Anthony Davis might be in the lead for Defensive Player of the Year. You have some guys playing really, really well basketball. Really well basketball? Or is it good basketball? I think it's good in that one. Yeah. Um, If you're playing basketball well, but it's good basketball. Yeah. My mom would... My mom was like such a grammar stickler. But you bring up a good point because everyone is talking about Lakers always have the limelight. Lakers look great. They're 21 and 3. 21 and 3. They have two, a 1 2 tandem that we haven't seen. I mean, it's probably better than the uh, James and Wade uh, duo. It's better. It's better. I agree. They dominate, they do dominate. However, well, you know, I'm not going to do Prano Stephen A. However, the tiny little bucks, 14 in a row, 20 and three. And they, for anybody who missed it, because it wasn't on national TV, because still no love for the Clippers. I was joking with the buddy about that. No love for the Clippers. That game Friday was in Milwaukee. You only could watch it if you had Fox Sports West out here. And I watched it. And they absolutely bludgeoned the Clippers. I think they swept the season series already against the Clippers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and you make up a good point for both teams because the Bucks look awesome. And if we're talking about MVP candidates through a quarter of the year, you have to look at te- – as much as LeBron looks you know, young again, healthy, Anthony Davis looks awesome – if one of those t- players is removed, you're still a decent team. If Giannis is not on the Bucks, where are they? Where are they? Great question. If the if Luca is not on the Mavs, where are they? They're not sixteen and seven. So to me, even if Harden's not there, you have Westbrook. You know, there's some stability there. I think you bring up a great point. You have to look at that situation where these guys are putting people on their backs and saying, you know what? We're team for the, for regarding the Mavs. Mavs weren't maybe seeing a cusp playoff team. They're exceeding expectations. Harden had a great run, you know, to start the year. He's averaging thirty-eight a game. Thirty-eight games, ridiculous. And they are they're they're fifteen and seven. But you are right. Those guys are just playing so well, and their teams are winning. That's exactly right. And I do want to say a quick shout-out to my my personal MVP. I have two. One, Kyrie Irving. I want to thank him for leaving the Boston Celtics. And I want to thank Kimball Walker for joining the Boston Celtics and allowing and, and being so good 
He's such a great player, but also a great teammate, that we've seen players get better around him. Gordon Hayward's been hurt. Everyone was sort of kind of nitpicking the Jalen Brown contract extension. Yeah. The guy's been awesome. True. Tatum and Brown. To me, that's the best case example of of NBA basketball. When you watch guys grow up together and organically win, that's like that to me is NBA at its best. I, you know, I'm not a Lakers fan, so obviously I don't love this sort of assembly of talent. I love when you can watch players be drafted and develop and be great. Similar to the spur, what the Spurs are doing, you know, with Parker, Ginobili, and Duncan. The, the Celtics, it's not easy to do, though. It's not easy to do, but that's why I'm saying it's, you have to appreciate it all the more. Yeah, true. Like, the, the, the Celtics are 16-5 and five with, with Gordon Hayward not even playing. It's plus that basketball is pretty, like it's fun to watch. Good basketball. What's going on here? I don't know. Somebody's banging. Yeah. Where, where was that even coming from? I have no idea. Someone didn't like the Celtics comment. I'm sorry. Apparently, Kyrie Irving is living next door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you, and then the last thing I want to say, you have to give some props to. N- nobody really likes to root for this person, but Jimmy Butler got the Heat's team. Playing well. Playing well. They're galvanized. They're 17 and 6, undefeated at home. Third in the East right now. Nobody's talking about the Heat. Including people in Miami. They have no clue that the Heat are good. I haven't been to a game. Didn't even know the Heat are still there. Yeah. You know what I do like about the Miami Heat? I love those retro jerseys. The Miami the Miami Vice. Yeah, they're not they're not quite retro. There's something else. But yeah, I, I, I like them too. It's like a Miami Vice. Yeah. You know what they should do? They should just wear like the button-down shirts. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like yeah. they, they should go all in. Not even just a basketball jersey. Like a Don Johnson button-down shirt. You know, you want to hear a great remix, by the way. Please give a it to great me. Great remix. Speaking of Miami Vice, the Miami Vice, the beat of the Miami Vice. Theme song with 50 Cent, just a little bit. <laughs> Somebody remade this. And actually, Lance Bass tipped me to this when I worked for him. So this is like four years ago. We couldn't stop listening to it like before and after our radio show for weeks. It's so good. It's the, it's the, and like you can barely find it anywhere. It's on YouTube. It's the Miami Vice theme song. With 50 Cent's little bit. And then somebody like put the music video that was the original one for 50 Cent. It sounds so amazing. I'm not going to play it now because we then... We put it on social? I'll put it on social. Yeah. It's so put good. Put it on Twitter so I can, I can hear it. It's really good. Who knew that we would go... You know, who knew we'd be getting a music nug? A rug nug right there. Let me ask you this. Is it on the unreleased Andy Ruther... Exercise mix. No, you know why? Because it's only on YouTube, which is fine. So then I would have to basically download it. How would, how would I put then put that on my Spotify? You have to ask the young you know the younger listeners out there how to do that. I'm sure Nick or somebody knows. Oh, I ha- I had a moment last week with Nick. Uh oh, a moment. Uh oh, like an old OK Boomer moment. Uh oh, from my end, I couldn't. I couldn't download. I was trying to download that eight-minute clip that Nick did a great job of. 
you, where you were opening it, the Sean Merriman yeah. kicker clip. And I couldn't get it on my phone. It's such a big clip. And he's like, dude, airdrop it from your computer to your phone. And that was like such a boomer moment. I'm usually pretty good at this stuff, at least somewhat good. And he's like, dude, turn on your airdrop on your MacBook Air and airdrop it. Embarrassing. It, it was it was okay, boomer. <laughs> By the way, my 16-year-old niece dropped an okay, boomer on me on Instagram direct message. Really? Yeah. What'd you do? I forget. But she said, okay, boomer. And then I proceeded to drop an okay, boomer. It was like a family of okay, boomers this week. I dropped it on my brother whining about LeBron James, about the celebration, and I said, okay, boomer. And then he threatened to fight me for calling him okay, boomer. Man, it's be a very exciting holiday season. Oh, yeah. I can't my, wait to drop. Either I, some fights or you just rubbing your mustache on your nieces and nephews. It's going to be an incredible... <laughs> This might be a movie. Of <laughs> holiday at the Ruthers. We should have our own movie. Really we should have should. our own holiday celebration. I agree. You could you could play someone in the Ruther family. I'd love to. I'll play Mark. You play Mark, the yeah. dentist? Yeah. Too tall for Mark. Mark's like my height. You hear that, Mark? Yeah. Although although I can see that. I can see you playing Mark. Yeah. He's pretty even-keeled like you. One thing I like about Mark is he has uh, his DDS, his dentistry uh, in, on, in his handle on his Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I th- I, I saw that. Mark trolling earlier in YouTube today. By the way, oh, he left a comment. Eli is better than than Russell Wilson. uh Oh, just trying to stoke the fire a little. Yep. Go back to cleaning teeth, dude. I don't know what you're yeah. doing. He's like uh, you know putting nitrous on someone's face, <laughs> tweeting out, putting a little on his himself. Your your father's a dentist, right? Yeah, yeah orthodontist. Yeah, orthodontist. Retired. So he's way better than Mark. It's a huge step up. <laughs> Was a dentist at one point, and then then wanted more. Now, completely off topic because we're already down this. Yeah. With your dad being in that field, did he watch about like you guys eating sweets? Was that a thing? No. No. It's like it's like when you see hairstylists who are bald. Yeah. And like you're like, why? How, why should you be doing hair? And yeah. they're Like, what well, doesn't matter? I, you know, my dad's teeth were not the best. So I don't think he ever paid attention. I had braces four times. Four times. Four times. Four times. Yeah, he was just using me as like a guinea pig, like as an ad, like just like put on some braces and go run around and show people like. From what ages? I was like, I don't know, fourteen to eighteen, something like that. Because I lost my teeth. Um, some, someone in a basketball game, someone knocked my front teeth out. I remember you saying and I had that. I put some back in, and like yeah. there were some issues, and so yeah, so. Guys, you know, all the, I know there's a lot of former athletes out there listening. I'm sure you all have some teeth missing. Send me a hockey guys, especially. Send me a story on Twitter or Instagram at Tug Coker and let me know uh, how you lost your teeth, and we'll get we'll bond. I like that. <laughs> it's a great holiday, holiday like uh, party. Or Got call people. on the hotline. Call the hotline. Yeah, three one zero three five nine eight three six five. How did you lose teeth in a sporting event? Much better than how did you shit yourself because. That was a mistake that we did four years ago. Dirtballs No Lie called in for months, months about how they crapped themselves. I want to know if you lost it at a sporting event. I also want to know if you lost it as a fan at a, at a sporting event. Were you, were you too, were you partying so excessively Ooh. that you lost a tooth? Did you lose it in a bar fight? Let us know. Yeah. We're intrigued. Did you take a hockey puck to the face? 
Were you on your iPhone and the basketball hit you? Or a baseball with no netting? Ooh. Oh, God. Thank God we get the netting, right? Yeah. And stay on your phone longer. Yeah. They actually put nets up at the Venice Beach courts by the bleachers. Is that right? Yeah. Aaron basketballs. <laughs> basketballs in the dome. You know what sucks about the nets in the Venice Beach courts, though? The holes in the nets are big enough that heroin syringes can still go through. Oh, man. So you might take a syringe from a homeless guy that's angry. Yeah. Can't protect everything. No. I do want to talk about this Chris Paul thing, and I want your take on this. I'm excited about it. Fair or foul, for anybody who missed it, I believe it was Friday, Chris Paul alerted the refs about an untucked shirt. Who were they playing, Tug? Can you remind me? They were playing the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves. And Chris Paul alerted the refs about an untucked shirt. It was a technical foul, so they get a free throw out of it. They end up tying the game, and they win in overtime. I loved it. You you like it. I loved it. You know why? Because that's so on brand with Chris Paul. Yeah. It's like, don't don't deviate. I mean, he's got a State Farm Insurance who who's on top of it. Maybe Cliff was in his ear. Maybe he was hey, – Chris had his head down. Cliff, you know, Cliff says, yo, he's in his ear. ear yeah. Maybe he wears like a little IFB. I like it. And he says he's always that, watching. Because that's something an insurance agent with no technicalities. 100%. Yeah. Liabilities, technicalities, all these things. And so I like the move because, A, um, it's sheer veteran savvy, which is all Chris Paul's about. And it did lead to them getting a crazy overtime W, win. yeah. Just, I mean, because the next play, Carl uh, Anthony Towns makes the free throw. And they throw that long bomb to Dennis Schroeder, and he makes it like a layup at the buzzer, and they go to overtime. The funny story is, is the next last night Chris Paul plays and gets two delays a game because the, the refs were like, "Oh, really? You're gonna you're gonna do this?" So the refs, one night he wore his, uh, he, one of them was he wore his warm ups onto the court before he, uh, you know, as he was signing in. Can't do that. Delay a game. Cliff Paul knows that. Cliff Paul, he's like, "Stop! Stop! Chris! Stop!" So I liked it. You didn't like it? Oscar from The Office was not a fan of that. <laughs> Oscar's a great dude. I had lunch with him one day on the set. Does Does he have a name as his State Farm agent? Or is he just known as Oscar from The Office? I think that's in his contract. He's all, every character he plays is Oscar. <laughs> Man, he's got some... I mean, I've said this. They got that good residual money. They're just... They're just recycling those same State Farm commercials. I don't know for sure. I'm willing to bet that he probably has a large buyout. That's just my opinion. I don't know anything. So what would that entail? You just have a contract. It's probably a large contract because he's a known face where it's like a six-figure contract where, like, we're going to pay you for the year or the the run of this, you know. Yeah. The run of this, uh, you know, program. This ad cycle. Well, commercials don't pay like they used to, well, right? Not necessarily, but they do for net, net for national. If it's on if it's on network TV, it still pays quite well. So our Prano and I's buddy, I, I see him. I mean, how how many times a week do you see the Tony Romo Corona, where the guy's calling in the in the in for Tony Romo? He's at the party. That's our comedian buddy Greg Santos, and I'm like, I like text him like, dude, I see you so many times. Nonst- How many times do you think they run that commercial over the weekend? Yeah, it's a lot. So you think, and I haven't asked him, but you think like for that commercial, 
somebody probably keeps getting paid as long as it keeps running. For for that particular role in a commercial, I think he gets paid every time. For someone who looks like like Oscar, who's more of like a spokesperson. Okay. I feel I I don't know. Again, I don't know nothing. Yeah. So someone who's out there may know more than me. I feel like it may be a buyout. Yeah. My my first one of my first gigs I ever did as a professional actor coming out of grad school. Hannah Montana. No, I wasn't. Uh, the Reptile Wrangler was years down the road. Okay. Domino's Pizza commercial. <laughs> I love hearing these stories. I was in New York City, and I flew down to Charlotte Motor Speedway to do a Domino's commercial with Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Michael Waltrip. And Dale, they're both super nice guys. Michael Waltrip tried to improvise so much. We were like, the, the crew was like, all right, we got to go. Like, we're running, out, we're running out of time. And I played a pit crew member for Dale Earnhardt Jr., who would like just sneak pizza, pieces of pizza. And for those of you who don't know or aren't familiar with acting, allow me to in, indulge you. Like, there's, when you're eating commercial foods uh, for, for commercials, they give you something called a spit bucket. Yeah. Where you bite the pizza, and then the, the director will sell cut. They also have that in porn, just so you know. And if you so choose, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to go there, Todd. That's true. And if you so choose, you spit out the pizza. I, as a fan of Domino's Pizza, Ooh. eat all the pizza. How many takes are you doing? Um, 40, probably. 40 takes. 40 it was a long day. 40, 40 bites of pizza, and you're eating them all? Probably. Or, you know, sometimes you're off camera. But I will say this. As a person who was just coming out of a, a school, that, that, that one day paid for my entire year. I think I made mid-five figures for that commercial. Wait a second. Yeah, this is interesting. So that one day... Because the rest of the year, that commercial ran every time NASCAR was on on Sundays and Saturdays on on Fox or ABC or whatever it was. It was a national commercial. It was. Can we find this commercial? You barely. And this is the other best part about it. You you'll definitely see me, but you barely see me, which is, I think is the perfect way to do a commercial. How old are you? At this point, I'm twenty five, twenty six. A young strapping tug coker, twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. 25, 26, 27. I can't remember which Doing one. a Domino's commercial. That's right. It was the audition in New York? It wasn't in New York. And you got it, and they said, we're flying you down to North Carolina. That's correct. And I was pumped. You got to hang out Dale Earnhardt Jr. Who's both super nice, him and, and, and Michael. I think I talked to Dale. Dale's a big Washington Redskins fan, so we talked about that. Now, did they? were they eating the pizza? I don't think so. They used the spit bucket. No, I don't think they had to hold the pizza. I think they were just kind of sitting there just saying some lines. I wonder now, I wonder in the contract if you could be like, okay, can you also give me free pizza for a year? It's a weird ask, but it's an interesting ask. I think now more than ever, especially with social media, right? they're more inclined to do that. Say, hey, you know, give me whatever my, my, my pay for this, and I also want... Free five dollar ninety nine cent medium pizzas for the year. You know, you know who's asking for that deal? Who? Papa John. What's happening? <laughs> oh my god! How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> the clip about him eating forty pizzas in thirty days is all time a great. I'll note. be honest. I didn't follow it closely enough. Papa John's ate forty pizzas in thirty days. That's what he said because he's still testing. And he's like, this is not the quality. Papa John's has fallen off. It's not, the, it's not the quality of pizza that they were making when I was the boss. I've said this before. A kid in my fraternity's parents bought his first massive house in Louisville. And we partied there before 
the Kentucky Derby in 2004. No, or 2005. One of those years. 2005. It's a massive, massive house in Louisville. But that was like his first big, I got tons of money house. That was PJ? Papa John? Yeah. It was Papa John's. Because oh, we were partying in his house. This dude had, this dude in my fraternity, dude, his parents were loaded. He had a full breakdance floor in the basement. Like a breakdance area. Because he could breakdance. That's incredible. And then he's like, dude, Papa John's used to own this house. And I was like, what? It was a massive house. He's like, the Papa John's used to own this house. And then he moved on. To, I'm like, he moved on to something else? You got a breakdance studio, bro. You, you, you have a fully catered, like they were so rich. But they had a fully catered bar. They brought a whole crew for a bunch of frat kids before we went to the Derby. And his parents then shoved everybody on two yellow buses. And, like, you didn't know what to do because not only did they have a fully catered food and drinks, you just had bottles of makers. And we were like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah, what? take what you want. And we were just taking it on the bus before the derby. People were so lit. A dude in my fraternity was puking everywhere on the bus before we even got to the Kentucky Derby. And you guys were in the infield? Yeah. That's where everyone who's absolutely destroyed goes. Dude. You're probably, you're probably more like n- like near the drunkest people there, despite how drunk you are. Bro, it's chaos. I've talked about this before. My buddy, th- this, this, is, this, is just, this describes the infield, this story real quick. I've said this before, but it's so ridiculous. My buddy who's Sri Lankan instantly got called the N-word. <laughs> like, this is what you're dealing with. It was by Papa John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> And he said, I saw you guys partying in my old house. <laughs> I don't allow you people of, from different races breakdancing in my old house. <laughs> oh, what a great end to that story, Tug. 40 pizzas in 30 days. Yeah. I mean, you don't even tell the Sri Lankan story? That, that, was, that was it. That was basically it. But, but, but to kind of wrap up that story, I was so, you're right, I was so drunk. I'll never forget, it was one of those days where you should have sunscreen on. You know, like, you're just dumb Midwesterner, like, oh, whatever, where I'm just frying, right? It's, it's, like, overly hot, hotter than it should be at that time of year. I'm just frying. I remember I was sitting on the ground. I was so lit because we partied the night before. I had a big thing of... Uh, skull? Of skull, too, in my mouth. And I remember sitting on the ground, and somebody be like, yo, this is the main race, Ruther. And I'm just looking up, like, sitting just basically in a coma. Like, dude, this is the race. I had no clue what was going on. <laughs> Did you, 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 no money on a bet or anything? Dude, I have no memory. That's amazing. Of that entire day. It's very similar to how I felt when I was working with Dale Hearn Jr. and Michael Waltrip slinging some Domino's pizza. And I thought, listen, look, it is, if you can get a commercial, it really is good for, you know, Commercial actors make some money. I, yeah. I tried subsequently for years to get commercials. I think I got one more. It's a Taco Bell commercial. Hard to get commercials. You're um, like crushing the Andy Ruther. Like, it's funny. Domino's, Taco Bell. You're getting commercials that, like, are my dream jobs. Do you like James Bond? Love James Bond. That's funny because the other first gig I got, Spike TV, when Spike TV was a thing, there used to be a thing called the Bondathon. Of course. I 
did a couple commercials for the Bondathon. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig that one up. Oh yeah. Um, I, like, I remember those. I'm like tossing a football to myself, and I talk about some sort of James Bond clip. So yeah, I mean that's the that's the triumphant right there. The Domino's, Taco Bell, and James Bond. All things I, all things I love. I was built for Andy Ruther as an actor, and yeah. then Larry Bird. And instead, my acting credentials are a line on Now We're Talking that's season correct. two. That's correct. I, I knew that I was supposed to bring you in. I'm pumped for 2020. I think I got a lot of things kind of on the on the verge of of happening, so I'm excited to get those out there. I'm gonna need all the dirt balls to to uh, stay in touch with me as we, uh, you know, put these things out to the world. But are you excited about 2020, bro? I'm stoked. I'm so stoked. You know, what I'm stoked about 2020. I'm stoked about the national championship for college football in 2020. I love this year. I love three of these teams. Well, you you don't like Oklahoma, and I agree. They're that line has ballooned. LSU opened at nine and a half. That's up to thirteen now. Wow. LSU is now thirteen point favorites over Oklahoma. And that game supposed the game that total I think is seventy five points between the two of them. And it's still fun because Jalen is 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 fun TV. Jalen's fun to watch. Oklahoma every year gives up a zillion points. Yeah. But that's what's gonna make this game so fun. A little Joe Burrow versus Jalen Hurts action. That's exciting. And then you have like Clemson, Ohio State, which is like it's a real it's a national championship caliber game. Yeah. For sure. Why is no – look, and I don't know enough about this because I don't know how they evaluate talent. Cause to me, it's always kind of ambiguous in a way with the quarterback position. Is Jalen Hurts an NFL quarterback in any regard? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I feel like you got to give him a look just because the two quarterbacks that have preceded him at Oklahoma – were first round draft picks, so I feel like he's durable. Well, not um, o- not only is he durable, he went from one program to a completely different program and a completely different offense, and he excelled at both. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he should be, but right, we'll see. I mean, he's a winner, clearly, definitely a winner. Really, ha- really happy for him. Yeah. Um, well, but, guys- but man, Oklahoma. Let me just say this, like. Every game they play is is an adventure. I mean, the Baylor game was they needed overtime to beat I, Baylor. I watched it. <laughs> I mean, Third string quarterback comes in, has two passes, like 140 yards and two passes. It was yeah. wild. Like Baylor basically moves the ball at all. Gets it to overtime. Oklahoma's not 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 here almost. Yeah, but you know LSU if they get to the final, the final is in New Orleans. Oh my! So imagine that game. Oh my! Wow! Yeah. I don't know who's going to win. I mean, I think Clemson's probably a slightly better team, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying that because they're national champions, you know? Well, here's my thing on Clemson. I think – I don't know. Ohio State's stacked. Ohio State's played way better competition. Way better. It doesn't even come close. The ACC's a joke. The ACC is a joke. The whole conference outside of Clemson is a joke. I'm sorry. Don't even don't even bring the Pac-12 into this. The Pac-12 isn't the best conference. They have more overall better quality teams. They do. I I, I really firmly believe that. It's hard to argue that. I mean, especially when you bring in teams initially that you think are going to be good. Miami, Florida State. These teams are supposed to buoy. They're not good. The football, the football part portion of ACC, and yeah. they're terrible. They're not good. 
I'm just saying, even in the Pac-12, you know, because I posted that thing on Instagram and all the, all these fucking 15-year-old dorks, because I've learned that's all Instagram is. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Great callback. It's like, guys, I don't care that Clemson's won the title this many years or been in it. I'm talking top to bottom. The ACC's been garbage. It has been. That's all I'm saying. Um, but with that being said, Clemson's an amazing team. Amazing. So, so that's why for me it's weird. They are amazing, but they've played nobody. But they're also killing those nobodies. I mean, destroying teams. And their defense is playing great. Ohio State has a great defense too. I think I think Ohio State going down two touchdowns to Wisconsin helped them. What impressed me about was about Ohio State that game is they went down two touchdowns, and then they wrote off twenty seven straight points. Yeah, right. Like they finally faced some adversity, Tug. And I don't know if you saw that stat. Ohio State was losing in that game. The number of minutes they were losing in that game was more than the number of minutes they were losing the entire year combined. And then they came out in the second half and just whooped up on the Badgers. So I I agree with you. I think it's going to be a great game. Clemson, I saw the opening line, was their two-and-a-half-point favorites. There's no home field advantage. They're playing in Arizona. I'd assume Ohio State would travel better. I just I feel they will. I think I think they're both southern games though, so like Clemson should be able to travel there. Let me let me check that real fast. What do you mean southern games? Like the games are in the south. Like um No, the games in Arizona. Oh, thank you. That's what I'm saying. Okay, thank you. Yeah. That's why I'm saying I think Ohio State will travel a little better. We'll see. I I don't know. The, the national championship game last year was in San Jose, so they, I know they traveled for that. But you know, the other thing I got to bring up is Michigan's got to play Alabama the Citrus Bowl this year. Harbaugh's going to have another bowl loss, even against the backup. Dude, the backups, the backups for Alabama, are not backups. I know. Good <laughs> point. <laughs> They're one Bs. Yeah. Um. So I'm very interested to see what happens with Michigan and what happens with Harbaugh. Of the year. Well, if you want to go catch a bowl game, you should get those tickets on SeatGeek. Bowl season is here, and games will be played all over the country. And I guarantee a lot of these bowl games who don't get many people at them will have very cheap seats. Hop on SeatGeek. If you take a look at the app, they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. How's that for customer satisfaction, guys? It is great. They rate each deal on a scale of 1 to 10, and SeatGeek is the spot to go because it'll show you exactly where you're going to sit at that event for your sports game, comedy show, concert, music festival, Broadway, you name it. SeatGeek has it. SeatGeek will even give you $10 off on your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. So download the SeatGeek app and use promo code DIRTYTODAY. For $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. And once again, if you use promo code DIRTY and send me a screenshot, I will send you some koozies. Shout out to, uh, oh, what is his name? Dirtball in town from England. Um, Uncle, I just know his Instagram name. Uncle, oh, my phone's off. Sorry. You know who you are. I went to the Seahawks-Rams game yesterday. And uh, use promo code DIRTY from SeatGeek. Shout out to Uncle. Uncle, Uncle Cracker? Uncle Curry? 
Uncle, <laughs> Uncle, Curry. Uncle Kearney. Have a good curry. He's going to kill me. Do you want to take a look? Well, I will say this. Michael Mitch, shout out to Mitch on Twitter, has found the Domino's ad that I am in. Like, how did he find that so quickly? I guess he looked up Michael Waltrip and Dale Earnhardt Jr. I told you, I'm just barely in it. I sneak a piece of pizza and I'm gone. And, Dude, uh, this is what I love about the internet. We're discussing a show, I'm sorry, discussing a, a commercial that you were in 15 years ago. And, yeah. and instantly, it's still there. There's a Domino's commercial still out on the internet. It's out there. We can see it. So I'll post that on my social medias. You can, you can check that out. And if you're, if you're a fan of NASCAR, you can, I don't know, see, see when Michael Waltrip and, and Dale were, were the gods of the, of the track. Well, I, I'm going to save calls for next episode. Sounds great. Because I feel a lot of them are directed at Joe. They're directed at Joe. And I was going to play them, but then I'm like, eh, that's not fair to Prano. I, you know, we got to try to be fair. But there is something I, which somebody did leave a call about, which is now news. I do want to discuss, which we did not discuss during our NFL discussion. Um, so we'll have this discussion briefly and wrap up the show. Michael Vick has been named an honorary captain for the Pro Bowl. And cancel culture is coming after Michael Vick. There's multiple petitions going around. The big one is that a, is it a change.org? Is that what it is? 400,000 people have signed a petition to remove him, obviously because of his history and conviction in the whole um, dogfighting ring and scandal. Now, Michael Vick served time in prison 10-plus years ago. He's been pretty contrite about his past. I, I this is This is what I always find interesting about the culture we live in, where... Is he just not supposed to be heard from again? He's already doing TV and radio. He's been doing it. I believe he's on Fox, Fox Sports. But but I guess my question to you, Tug, is this was over 10 years ago. He's kept his nose clean since then. Is what he did such a bad crime that he could never be heard of again? Because I would say this. What he did was awful. But Ray Lewis was connected with murder. Nobody's writing petitions for him. He was on Monday Night Football for a minute. He's on Fox Sports all the time. Kobe Bryant connected with rape. Once again, he has his exclusive deal with Disney, which is or ESPN, which is owned by Disney. I'm just saying there's no petitions about him. This is my issue with cancel culture. I'm not justifying what Michael Vick did, but you have to start comparing people and comparing things. He's an honorary captain. Is he just... You can never... I. This is what I don't like about our society. I don't like the you can never learn from mistakes. You can't reform your life. Even, I'll say this much, even if you killed somebody, like, those, these are awful crimes. I'm not undermining the crimes, but I, I am a firm believer in changing your life around for the better. So, I don't know. We're talking 10-plus years. What do you think? I mean, it is a tough situation. I mean, I think it depends on what you're asking the person to do. To me, being an honorary captain of the Pro Bowl seems something... Vic has instituted some sort of rehabilitated thought thought process to what he did 
feels remorseful. We're not asking him to like work back into the animal world. It's about being an honorary captain for a Pro Bowl. Yes, that's my that's my that's my lean. I think I'm still I'm looking at information. I mean, I follow my you know Tory Smith, who went to my high school, much older, you know, younger than me. Says he served his time, has been remorseful. At some point, you have to let a person that's taken full advantage of their second chance live their life. I say that as an advocate for the animals. I would tend to agree with that. We're not asking him to sort of be involved with any sort of animal charities or anything like that. You know, this is about being an honorary captain for a for a job that he played. Yeah, I, I just feel like that's that's something you should probably allow. Um, but I'm willing to be heard off that. Um, but my response to those people would say, you make some terrible decisions, and, and you're just you're stuck with that for the rest of your life. I, I I mean, by the way, and I'm not saying that I don't completely disagree with some of those perspectives, but it's it's tough for me to say you're ruined forever. On something you did when you were 25, 26 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's tough for me to say your whole life you can never be involved in the NFL again. That's a tough pill for me to swallow. Again, when I bring up other players who've done things that I would deem worse. And I guess that's a whole argument for debate as well. Yeah. I'm not going to get into what happened. I'm trying, I'm trying to look at what, how you sort of, can you bring back someone into the, NFL family, so to speak. Yeah. One thing I think is funny, or it's just, just a quick, I guess, illusion I'm thinking about. Everyone's favorite movie, not everyone, obviously, but so many people in the world love Shawshank Redemption. Are we saying that we hate Red? Morgan Freeman's character makes a mistake when he's young. We all root for him. Yes. To get out of here. It's a great point. But because of cancel culture, are we never allowed to root for Morgan Freeman's character again? Do we need to revisit Shawshank Redemption under the light of cancel culture? Man. That's why you're great, Tug. You're bringing some relevancy through a great movie. But it's true. And again, that's why I wanted to bring this up. I don't like this, you're done forever. It doesn't, again, it does not justify horrific crimes. No one's saying that. I just... I just don't, I, I think, I try to think of myself. Now, I didn't have a dog fighting ring. I didn't kill dogs. But I did a lot of dumb stuff at that age. Embarrassing stuff. Regrettable things. Things that make me cringe. I'm not doing those now at 38. I've learned. I, I just, all these people who are signing that petition, we don't look in the mirror. That's always been my issue on this cancel culture thing. We don't. Look at ourselves. The irony is a great song, Man in the Mirror, was by Michael Jackson, who was committing all these crimes, who wasn't looking in the mirror. That, like, that's kind of how I look at all the, this whole situation. He didn't write the song, to be fair. He didn't. No. You want to hear a fun fact about that? Please. Apparently, and I don't know this because the mayor told me, they do a big thing when they light the Venice sign for Christmas. Like They close off the streets and they have a concert. The woman who wrote Man in the Mirror sung it the other day oh yeah right here and he's like come on out it's cool i'm like nope i'm watching ohio state wisconsin i'm not leaving the smut studio but yeah that's you know that's kind of how i look at it with michael vick it's 
it doesn't support what he did, but at just what point are you just ostracized forever? Look, I, it's a very complicated issue, and my, I, I implore the people of cancel culture, if you believe in that, no second chances, then I'd like to see a petition started to never watch Shawshank Redemption ever again. It's a great point, Todd Coker. So, but here we are. We are in this this new world order. Ooh, that's a very interesting choice of words. You follow conspiracy theories? I like conspiracy theories. Do you know about the new world order? Well, outside of wrestling, not really. <laughs> that's for another episode. That's for that's for Sam Tripoli's Tinfoil podcast. <laughs> Let's do it. Another day. Tug, it's been fun. It always is. It's, it's a pleasure to be your third-string quarterback. Come in here and uh, help <laughs> you get a win. Tug the duck. That's right. Where can people follow you on Twitter and Instagram? At Tug Coker on Instagram and Twitter. If you guys are looking for some wine gifts uh, for family or friends or for yourself, some affordable stuff, check out the podcast I'm doing with my wife called The Long Finish. And um, hopefully um, we got some great things in store with uh, Joe, Andy, and myself in 2020. Thanks to everyone who for listening. And Joe, shout out to you. Thanks for letting me keep your seat warm. And follow Joe on Twitter at Fix Your Life and on Instagram at Joe Prano. Go to JoePrano.com for events. He is headlining, I think, Wednesday, if you live in San Diego, Riff City Comedy. And I believe... I am rolling with him now. He has added me to be on his show. Because, you know, that's what these headliners can do. They can, they can bring a guy. So if you're a San Diego dirtball, catch me and Prano live um, Wednesday in San Diego. And a quick shout-out. Hopefully they hear this. I know a lot of you guys tune off the plugs at the end. A shout-out to Ashlyn and Freddie, a dirtball power couple who showed up at the Gramercy Bar in Santa Monica last Thursday. It was great meeting you guys and uh, appreciate the support. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Ruther. And you can follow the show at The Dirty Sports. Drop an iTunes review, leave your Twitter, Instagram handle, and I will follow you back. Joe should be back on Thursday. Tug, thank you as always. You always do an excellent job. Great to see you, Andy. When you're here. Thank you. And uh, Dirt Balls, thank you guys for all the support. Have a great week. We'll see you guys soon. And most importantly, stay dirty.